With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning and War Eagle War Report family. Your man Ike Jones here with another morning drop coming straight at you today. We're talking about the new wide receiver coach, Marcus Davis, former Auburn Tiger. Y'all know how we do morning drop style. Let's get straight to it. Yes, indeed. Morning drop coming straight at you today, Wednesday, December 28th. My man, Mike G here. You know how we do morning drop here on the War Report. Mike G, how you feeling this morning? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. Blessed and, and ready to be here. We got lots to talk about. Lots of off-season storylines for Auburn football. They're going to come pouring in here. So we're going to have lots to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. We're, today, we're going to focus on Marcus Davis, mm. former Auburn wide receiver, now Auburn wide receiver coach, coming back to the Plains to coach the wide receiver room. Um, Marcus Davis is joining the staff from Georgia Southern, where he was there for a year. Previously, he was at on the staff at Hawaii. Um, he's been a GA before in his career. So he's he's been around the coaching profession for a couple of years now. Um, was this surprising to you? Was this announcement of Marcus Davis as the, I mean, I, I know no one was expecting that name in particular, but just the hire in general. How did that tickle your fancy when you heard Marcus Davis was going to be announced as the wide receiver coach? Uh, I felt like they uh, it felt like, uh, again, Hugh Freeze has taken. Uh, I don't know if nostalgic is kind of the right word, but he's taken kind of like a home approach, uh, I think, with the retention of Cadillac. You know, uh, Zach Eskridge, Trevon Reed. Now he's added Marcus Davis, you know, one of the better possession receivers we've seen at Auburn uh, over the last decade. So, um, you know, he had a good career here. Um, I like the move uh, for him, especially like what a jump. Mm -hmm. Right. What a great jump uh, in his career to be go from Georgia Southern to being a wide receiver coach at Auburn University. Uh, So, you know, he's a homegrown kid. 
Um, you know, I like it from a recruiting standpoint as well, too, man. Like, you know, recruiting to me, to me is a young man's game. Yeah, for sure. And, and you have to have the energy to get out there and relate to kids and, and, and talk to them on their level. Um, and again, not to bash on the last staff, but part of, you know, the the uh, criticism of them was their inability to be able to connect with kids, even mm-hmm. kids that were already within the program. So I think going out and getting a guy like Marcus Davis, a wide receiver, kind of fills that gap, Ike. Uh, where you've got somebody who instantly should be able to, you know, talk to kids where they're at and understand what's important to them and really bring some high profile talent into the program. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, to your point, is a young man's game. He fits the bill for that. What it seems as if the plan here is and this is kind of been how Hugh Freeze has been as a head coach is you're going to get more seasoned coordinators and right. then young position group guys to to go in there and because those are the guys that are going to be as you, to your point relating and talking to the kids in that room most often it's not going to be your offensive coordinator that's going to be talking to the wide receiver room it's not going to be your offensive coordinator that's going to be in there with the offensive line it's going to be that position group coach and they need to be someone that they can come to this is uh something that we you and I have talked about frequently um as there were complaints in the previous staff about just communication gaps Correct. and um, not feeling as if they knew what was going on or, you know, getting lost in the shuffle. And, you know, people always pointed at, well, Coach Harson, Coach Harson. And I always made the statement, your position group guy is the guy that you need to be. Correct. If you if you don't have anybody else who you can talk to on that staff, you should be able to talk to the person that's over your room. Yeah. Right. Sure. And the disconnects between Coach Harson and the players, to me, started at the position group. Well, the disconnect between the position group coach and the head coach, right? Correct. So, you know, again, everything is a flow. Uh, it flows downhill. And you had some position groups, Ike, that were closer to their position coach mm-hmm. than others. Uh, I think at wide receiver in particular, there was a big gap. Uh, now, I feel comfortable saying it now. But Eric Kiesau was not very liked. Right. He was not very liked within the locker room. A lot of players had trouble communicating with him. Parents had trouble communicating with him. Uh, you know, it was it was while he was coaching the wide receivers, there was a communication gap uh, there. And when once that gap exists, it makes everything harder. Communicating game plans is harder. Like understanding roles is harder. Like everything mm-hmm. is harder when you cannot communicate uh, with the kids that you're coaching. So, um, you know, now I know that uh, uh, Keith wasn't high on, you know, their list for offensive coordinator, but it also, it expounded that once he took that role. So that gap that they had at wide receiver now, it's not just at wide receiver, you're the offensive coordinator. Right. All right. And you've got communication issues. So bringing Marcus Davis in, I really think helps heal that wound. Right. Because what did we hear? You know, we, yeah, he's from the North. I'm from the South, you know, two fingers I'm out. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. It was it was that kind of attitude, uh, and I really think that th- I like this. I like this move. Now, I there's another angle to this, and that mm-hmm. the guy that they let go at wide receiver coach, I thought would have done a really good job as well too. Yeah, uh, he seemed to be connecting with the players. The players liked him. He was very likable, uh, and he wasn't given an opportunity to interview to keep the job. Uh, so this hire is a little surprising from that aspect, right? That you let go of NFL experience and then you're going with a younger guy who, again, we, I like it, but, you know, a lot less experience and, you know, 
if I get a chance to ask Coach Freeze about that move, I certainly will ask him. I think it's fair, fair game. You know, you, yeah. you let go of a guy who was who was the light and for all intents and purposes did a good job given the circumstances he had to coach under. And yeah, I think it's an interesting move for sure. And then went this route, and then you went the the you know the the young, untested, inexperienced route. So yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, so he, here's here's the thing that I will say about that. Um, I think that's that to me pointed to, and I think I saw Haley say this in the comments. Marcus Davis was not his first choice. No, no. I you know you you don't let go of Ike Hilliard as quickly as you let go of Ike Hilliard. So I'm juxtaposing or I'm comparing what happened with Christian Robinson versus what happened with Ike Hilliard, right? Christian Robinson was let go. We had a new linebacker coach within a week. Ike Hilliard was let go. It was three weeks. I don't even know how many weeks it was since Hugh Freeze was hired. Ike Hilliard was let go that we now have Marcus State. It was clear to me that wasn't the first guy that you had in mind. Right. And, you know, and that's not to to crap on Marcus Davis as a wide receiver coach. I actually don't know much about him as a coach. Right. I, you know, I can't, two years isn't enough of a, of a place for me to be able to evaluate how well he coaches the room or even how well he recruits to the room. Right. Well, well we can find ways to like this in theory. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's where we're at. But there, uh, to your point, there's not a lot of tangible evidence, I think, um, that says this is a slam dunk hire. Mm-hmm. We'll just see how it plays out. There's a, there's a lot of things to like about it, and I think that's Correct. fair. So you can be very positive about the hire, and then just wait and see how it goes, man. Give him a chance to do the job. He's hired. Mm-hmm. He's hired. So you know, I don't. I haven't seen a lot of negativity on social media about this hire. It's mostly been positive, no. uh, certainly. But it's it's going to be interesting well, to see how it plays out because you know you got a, a guy who is is pretty young, and he's going to be coming in with some guys who are young, and right. you know how do they take to them? You know. Uh, you know, has his leadership style evolved to a point where he can be a young leader right. in that locker room, right? And they respect him. You know, those are things that, you know, Hugh Freeze is going to have to nurture and cultivate in all of his coaches, especially right. if you're going to hire young. You got to teach them how to be leaders, right? Is he already that leader? He may already be. To your point, we just don't know yet. Correct. And that's the thing. We don't know. So there's, I don't know that there's a way that you can be down on this hire, right. but there's, I think the only way that you're excited about this hire is optimism. That's really all you have with, with this because it's not as if there's some track records you can go and say, yeah. "Oh man, he look what this guy, guy in the has league. done." And like, yeah, right, yeah. yeah there, there's and and so to that point, the question I would have is, other than his ability to sell Auburn, how excited are recruits to be mm. recruited by Marcus Davis? Mm. Right, like when you're walking into a living room as a, a, a you know a young man who isn't an Auburn football fan who has no idea who Marcus Davis is, you can sell Auburn, but you can't sell what you've done. You can't sell, I have this track record of, look at this guy that I put in the league. Yeah. Or, and, and again, this sounds like I'm crapping on Marcus Davis, and I know people are going to say, you're being negative. He, he can't even sell, I did this in the league. Right. Well, nobody right? can until you can, right? And so, right. And Correct. Yeah. That's just what I'm saying. Like, you, you don't have that right now to call on, so you've got a lot of optimism. And this is where I want to go with this point, is that, we talked about with the last staff, or we heard from Coach Harson, and um, more so from people around him, that the two things that he really wanted to be able to do is develop young talent as far as football players sure. and develop coaches. Correct. So this is going to be an opportunity for Hugh Freeze to prove he can help develop coaches around him and put a staff together that may not be proven, 
but under his tutelage, they can become dynamic. Now, Marcus Davis is a guy who has been on the ascent in the coaching ranks, but it seems like this is a really big jump. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he has ties to Auburn University, I think, that allowed him to be in this position. Yeah, bringing in homegrown guys is not a bad strategy, you know, if they're capable, Mm -hmm. I think. And particularly at a place like Auburn where, you know, that matters to us here. You know, having our guys, having our people, having people who understand the culture, believe in the creed, you know, understand what the Auburn family is and can sell that to recruits. Because, listen, I let me tell you, like a lot of people think we're we're very cultish as a fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is the family mantra is something uh, that's real. It's real at Auburn. And, yeah. and, you know, Bama fans can make fun of it, you know, all they want. But I'll tell you what, man, when you're walking through the airport, and you got that Auburn shirt on, you feel it. You do. And particularly for, for somebody like me who's been living on the West Coast most of my adult working career, you know, seeing that other person with that Auburn shirt on, you know, gives you pause. And that person yeah. stops and says, War Eagle. And we both know what that means to us. Right. Right. Uh, and you can see two Bama people walk by each other and, and not a word. Right. It's just like, you know, the shirt yeah, doesn't mean one anything. of them just picked up a shirt at Walmart and the other one might have actually. <laughs> exactly. There, my, so. my version of that would be uh, Arizona State. When I was living in Phoenix, Arizona State, you know, Arizona, like bear down meant more than whatever the hell the Sun Devils were. Right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there was not a lot, a ton of pride in being a Sun Devil. It just, you know, there we're there. So. I just I just feel like there's always a ton of pride in being an Auburn Tiger. So bringing an Auburn Tiger home to coach is always going to mean something to the community. Uh, he's just got to, you know, he's just we just hope that he does a good job, right, and that he continues to develop as a coach, as a person, and that he can help these young men in their development as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, we're going to get over into the comments section and hear from you all. How are you all feeling about the Marcus Davis hire? Was this a home run hire for Coach Hugh Freeze? All of those things. Let's jump to the comments and see what you guys are talking about. Corey Weber, our guy, jumps in and says, I will always love Marcus Davis for that third and nine catch Mm. against Texas A&M. Definitely some nostalgia in the uh, Marcus Davis uh, lore as far as the fan base is concerned. Me too, Corey. Me too. Uh, Mike Carlisle says in 2019, Davis helped oversee player personnel and development for Auburn. He can relate to young guys and recruit South Florida. I think the recruiting of South Florida is going to be a big thing because a lot of wide receiver talent and young talent comes from that area. So it's definitely a plus for him. Agreed. Right. Um, So being able to get into South Florida and get talent where there's a wealth of talent is certainly very, um, you know, it's certainly very valuable. Now, this thing about helping oversee player personnel and development for AU, again, for a, a guy who's inexperienced, this is a uh, this is a pretty big feather in his cap, you know, having been part of this process. So uh, I like this. Uh, this is a good point here, Michael Carlisle. I, you know, he's 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 got it's not no experience he's bringing in Correct. there. So you know, I don't want anybody to hear us saying that. Like, uh, but uh, the, 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 the 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 that what he has, he'll have to draw on and, and build on to uh, become you know, the coach he's ultimately going to want to be. 
Yeah, and this is an important thing as well because um, there was rumors out of South Florida that he was going to be hired for the South Florida job at wide receiver coach, and we essentially poached him away before he uh, stepped foot on campus down there. Uh, so, you know, it, it wasn't as if Auburn was the only person looking at to hire him or move him from the Georgia Southern job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is interesting to see him move into this position because it seems like a, a jump, right? It's a jump from Georgia Southern to Auburn University. So, it is. Uh, Corey Weber jumps back in. Love the setup of the staff, experienced coordinators and young recruiters. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Definitely seems to be the plan. Good mix. To pair the youth with experience. Yeah, a good mix, right, of, of yeah. guys who are experienced. And then young guys, like I said, again, recruiting is a young man's game that can get out there with the energy and the vigor that it takes on the recruiting trail. You know, the long trips, the plane flights, the car rides, you know, the yeah. things that, you know, as you get older, I think this is why there is a natural aversion to some of these other guys to coach at the college level because they don't want to do any of that. Right. <laughs> right? And, like, and it's clear that Coach Hugh Freeze is committed to we're going to hit the road. We're going to hit right? the road. Yeah. We're going to be in living rooms. We are going to be at high schools. We're going to be at football games. We're going to be out on the road. Mm-hmm. And you need to be a guy that's willing to go out there and put that kind of work in in order to work here. Um, and it's a lot of work to do at this level because your recruiting footprint is so much larger. Yeah. And the the necessity to find those diamonds in the rough is going to be so much higher. And then the work to outdo other coaches who are competing for the top level athletes is going to be way different. Correct. Yeah. Listen, these guys are going to be in your living rooms. They're going to be at your graduations. You know, when you roll over in bed at night, Zach Etheridge might be there saying, hey, boo boo, <laughs> you good? <laughs> you, you good? You need anything? You need a glass of water before you go to yeah. sleep? I mean, they're going to be there uh, trying to make an impact and developing those relationships that ultimately they're going to need to land high profile recruiting classes. For sure. Our guy B. Will jumps in and says, yeah, we're not going to have any problem connecting with recruits and players and we won't have any problem selling Auburn because the guys who played here love the place they're selling. This is, I think, an an important point to Mm -hmm. talk about when you talk about being able to sell the university, because right now, you know, let's be clear, that's what you have to sell. There's not a ton to call on to say, I've done this, I've done that, we've done this, we've done that. Not of recent history. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to go back to, I heard, um, I don't remember who I was talking to that was saying, um, you know, Coach Malzahn was still talking about Cam Newton, right, when he got up out of here. I would would never let, I would always keep that feather in my cap. Yeah, you, 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 what? You know, at some point in time, you need to do something else so that that's not the only thing Fair you have enough. to call back on, right? He I mean, give, Cam he Newton give, was 2010. He got out of here in 20. He could give Nick Marshall a shout. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying Nick Marshall didn't have any NFL success. That's right? fair. That's fair. So, and I mean, if you if you got to go all the way back to 2010 and it's 2020, you need to put some, Mouse. you need to shorten that gap between the last time you had a marquee player on your um, team to talk about. Well, right? you know, it's college football, so you're only as good as the last good thing you did. Correct. Right. And so for him, again, that gap just keep growing and gro- it kept growing and growing until, you know, you know, maybe he puts a little bit of Jared Stidham in there. But yeah, but I mean, what, what did Jared Stidham uh, do in the league? Nothing. No, yeah. I mean, he made a roster and yeah. the, the NFL execs acknowledged that he was better than they thought he would be coming in. Yeah. But they did that despite his tutelage at Auburn. <laughs> so sure, yeah. Like, spite of, not, yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, it's it, again, you got to put you got to shorten the distance between the last time you had a marquee player. Now, the defensive side, they got a lot of stuff they can tell. But offensively, there just weren't a lot of marquee players. And so you got to have guys who can sell the university so that we can now begin to change that narrative. Hope Tank Bixby uh, becomes that next guy. We've got a little before, bit something right now. Before we move on to the next point, I just want to address the second part of B's comment oh, uh, when, when he's talking about, you know, hey, we're not going to have any problem uh, uh, connecting with players, mm-hmm. um, you know. If you are new to our channel, uh, go to our channel, uh, hit playlist, and look at our building rapport playlist. Uh, and look at all the former players that we've interviewed. Talk about what Auburn means to them, what Auburn did, did for them. You know, it can be a powerful thing when you get a group of guys that all went through that same experience, sit in front of a recruit and tell them, this is what Auburn did for me. Right? That can be a very powerful thing. When you have the testimony, I don't know, it sound like it's church. It is Wednesday. Uh, is it Wednesday? No, mm-hmm. yeah, it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. So if you're going to church tonight, um, you know, it, it can be a powerful thing to have, you know, again, five guys who have all have the same testimony about the successes that they had, about how Auburn made them a better man, a better player, a better husband, a better father, and, and preaching that, and especially to the parents as well, too. What am I sending my kid to? What kind of environment, what kind of, uh, of leadership, what kind of tutelage is he's going to have? Who are his role models? That can be a powerful thing, I think. So that's why I think this, this, this might be a good move to have a guy like him who didn't play under Q Freeze, but can sell the university itself. Right. Um, Brandon Trawick says combination of winning the fans over and players with young coaches and alumni. Love it. It's not a bad strategy. Yeah, listen, um, trying to find more ways to ingratiate yourself to a fan base that was split on you. Mm-hmm. Um, this it, this is a good way to be able to help do that. Like if you were not a big fan of Hugh Freeze, great. Be a fan of Cadillac. Be a fan of Zach Etheridge. Right. Be a fan of Marcus Davis. That's fine. Um, but support Auburn University in those ways. Maybe that'll be helpful. For sure. Um, 22 Busy says, was Hilliard recruiting? Who did he recruit? Um I would have to say I don't know who his top recruits are, but a lot of the guys uh, from Hopkins to Sori, who we did eventually sign, um, Carmelo English, um, those guys were guys that uh, Ike Hilliard had. Then from the transfer portal, a lot of the guys who came over from the transfer portal, including Coy Moore, were guys who were high on Ike Hilliard. The room itself was super high on him. The guys who are currently wide receivers for Auburn University loved Ike Hilliard and what he brought to that um, room. and so. I don't know that he was the most dynamic recruiter, but his name alone kind of held weight and allowed people to say, oh, that's the guy that's going to be coaching me. I'm excited about that. So let's make no mistake. I kill your is a loss to this team. And and there are some shoes to fill for Marcus Davis, especially just earning the respect from the, the players that are currently in the room. Yeah, we only had a kill your year. So like even if he was recruiting, like you wouldn't see a lot. Yeah, he's, he's gone. He's gone. Right. So we won't know what the uh, the end of that story would have been. Yeah. Uh, Mike Carlisle jumps back in. I love the Marcus Davis hire, but I don't see him as an upgrade over Ike. This is that's where I'm at. Be seen. Yeah, that's where I'm at. You know, like, I, I think you can be both positive and reserved. R- right, just right. waiting to see. We have to wait and see at this point in time. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, there's not a ton of home run hires that you're going to have out there. I think there were some names that were floating out there that had people excited. Um, but that's because they've put in more work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, Marcus Davis might be amazing. He might come out here and shock the world. 
um, and be like the most amazing wide receiver coach that we've seen. You know, I don't when is the last time we had a quality wide receiver? Here's the thing. There's not a, a ton of uh, guys that you can name at wide receiver coach for Auburn University that you're going to say, wow, because mm-hmm. we don't throw the ball enough. Right. Right. Like, and I, I know this is going to just going to be like a sideways shot at Bo and forgive me uh, initially. A lot of people talking about all the numbers that Bo put up and how much he was in the record. But it's like nobody we didn't throw the ball before Bo got here. So him breaking a bunch of throwing records mm-hmm. at a school who never throws the ball. It's really not that impressive. It's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah. Right. Like and so I, kudos to him. And I and I and this is not saying Bo Nix is not going to be a great player in the future. I think he's doing a great job, but it's not the same thing. So Marcus Davis having success is where I'm pivoting to as a wide receiver coach. It's going to be a new thing. We haven't had we haven't thrown the ball. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a bunch of high profile wide receiver recruits to to call on to say, oh, man, look at this guy who went to the league. We had a run there of a little bit, but those guys didn't catch the ball when they were at Auburn. Right. Right. Like when you talk about Courtney Taylor and Ben Obamanu and uh, and those guys that were in that era, they went on and had successful NFL careers, but it wasn't based on Auburn tape. Yeah. They, they, well, they, <laughs> they, I mean, the NFL scouts saw the potential in them. From right. an athletic standpoint. Correct. Like, there was nothing they put on tape that said, oh, this guy is going to be a 60. Well, not nothing. Per- but like not nothing, but I mean they, they very little. They caught they caught a lot of the balls that were thrown at them. Like Courtney right. Taylor. Very few. Yeah, like but they they made the most out of few opportunities, For which sure. is, which is what got them their opportunity because you know, they looked at them and said, Hey, this guy didn't have a, a bunch of balls thrown at him, but the ones that were were caught in, in you know, and you add that to their athletic prowess and that's how you land there. So changing that narrative under Q Freeze, I think is going to be something that's important. That if you're a receiver, you come here, you're going to get the ball. Yeah, if we're going to turn the narrative around, like you said, it's going to be important that they figure out how to make a passing offense look competent at Auburn because yeah. you're not going to land big recruits without it. Yeah, listen, I, I know we're talking wide receivers, but like, give me, like, if he can produce another Evan Ingram out of this program, yeah, right, like he did at Ole Miss, uh, I think, man, who, how exciting would that be? And we have some guys that may be able to fit that mold um, for sure and be a monster at that position. So, you know, again, we're talking wide receivers, but it all falls into the passing game. And, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze is going to hopefully revolutionize Auburn in that way. Looking forward to that. Corey Weber jumps back in. Freeze kept Caddy and Zach due to Auburn ties and dynamic recruiting. Ike has no ties to Auburn. Makes total sense to me. I mean, listen, uh, but not if you having get coach, ties you to get Auburn. Coach. If you yeah. get coach, you get coach, Corey. Like, I mean, yeah, and the offensive line coach doesn't have ties to Auburn. The t- tight end coach doesn't have ties to Auburn. Most of the defensive staff doesn't have ties to Auburn. Yeah. Right. So ties to Auburn, I don't know, is I, – listen, I, I'm not saying I don't like the hire. I think his ties to Auburn help severely make mm-hmm. the case for him because here's the thing. If Marcus Davis didn't play for Auburn and he was the hire with his resume right now, it'd make no sense. Right. The Auburn ties is what makes it – feel like, okay, this could possibly make sense. Yeah. But, but without those Auburn ties, his resume... What are you looking at? Like, yeah, what are you looking at? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, James Sawyer jumps in and says, Ike should have gotten an interview at least. The room responded extremely well to him, and he was recruiting at a high clip. I don't know if recruiting at a high clip is something that we can state but he, definitively. But he generated uh, some excitement. For well, sure. Yeah, for sure. He did, generated some buzz. And so I think, you know, uh, uh, his... Presence definitely was a positive in that regard, in the perception of the wide receiver room at Auburn. Yeah. 
Um, Corey Weber jumps back in. Can you keep three coaches from the previous staff while also removing the culture from the previous staff? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because I feel like the culture the last four games of the season was a drastically Mm -hmm. different culture than it was. With the same guys. Yeah, so I think that the culture change doesn't have to be holistic. It just needs to be the right people removed from situations. Right, correct. Like, so in my... In my in my head, I'm thinking to myself, um, just because those guys were in that culture doesn't mean they were bought into that culture. In it, but not of it. If we want to use biblical, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, <laughs> in it, but not of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that could have been the case here with these guys. Uh, James Sawyer jumps in and says, "Davis could be the next Burns." I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I hear what you're saying. That. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some ways, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Haley jumps in and says, we lost some recruits because of him leaving. I think this is fair because yeah. I feel your wasn't here. There are guys who and I think there are guys who are currently on this roster that when I Hilliard walked out of the room, they started looking at the transfer portal like for sure. Like, mm, yeah, that know. was my guy. Like, listen, there was a strong internal push uh, from some players quietly to make I Hilliard offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's how much they liked him. Right. And I'm saying that is a fact. I know that as a fact. I've talked to these people like they wanted. I They were like, if Ike was our offensive coordinator, this offense would be dope. So yeah. um, it definitely would have looked a lot different than, you know, having the offensive line coach be the guy yeah. and your head coach being a running back guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like if you, when you saw that and you were in the receiver room, you're like, crap, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to be blocking for the next six weeks. Yeah. Fig- figure out how you're going to block <laughs> because that is going to be your job here. Yeah. All right, man, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us. We will be back tonight. We're going to be here with the midweek report. So you guys hop in with us there. Um, That's it, man. War Eagle. And we will holler at you guys in a few hours. Peace.